You're listening to the Whenever It Kicks podcast with me, Jessie Cave. Today is quite an amazing day because both children at home have slept through the entire podcast. I don't have a baby on me. I don't have a baby crying. And actually, it was quite overwhelming to have 20 20 minutes just to speak on my own. And I'm sorry if it's uh, a little bit rambly. I talk about a lot of things. And once again, I'm very, very grateful for you listening. And I hope everything is going well. Thank you. Bye. I wrote a list last night when I was feeling quite overwhelmed by everything and I thought I'd read it now. This is a list of things to make me feel better, Um, mainly aims. I've just written aims. The number one is don't look at one girl's Instagram for 45 minutes before you go to bed. I'll get into that story in a little bit. Don't Don't check Instagram. When they are sitting with me, number two, I'll get into that. Stretch, dance, stretch and dance more with more of a fuck it attitude to everything. That's nice. Be kinder to people. Be nicer to my mum. Not that I'm horrible to her, but I just want to be even nicer. Take time to breathe and draw. Well, I can breathe, but I won't be drawing for a while. Hope more and believe in good things because I really don't. So I do need to train myself to believe in good things. So that's the start of this podcast. (laughs) Hopefully it's a, uh, it's a positive one today because actually I do feel quite positive. I, this week, he's seven weeks old and we have had a few breakthroughs. Well, I've had a few moments where I've done things and I've thought, oh my God, this is, this is normal life again. This is me being able to be myself and do things for myself. And that's been quite a long time. Anyway, I'll just quickly tell you the story of don't look at one girl's Instagram for 45 minutes at a time and don't check Instagram when they're sitting with me. So I saw this thing pop up on my Instagram of, it was like an advert at the bottom of an article or something via an, uh, an article I clicked on via Instagram. You know how it goes. And... There's a picture of a very cute little girl sitting between her two parents who are just focusing entirely on their phones. And it broke my heart. And I just thought, oh my God, do I do this? Do I sit? Do they know I'm on my I try and hide my phone. Oh, Becca's about to start crying. Perfect timing. I, I try and hide my phone under a pillow. So if they're sitting with me and we're watching, like I'm with 10 and he's watching Room on a Broom or one of the Julia Donaldson things that now we're watching on a loop. I hide my phone under a pillow so just I can check a few things while he's sitting there drinking a bottle and watching the thing before he goes to sleep. So hopefully he doesn't realise I'm on my phone. But, you know, what should I be doing? Should I be focusing entirely on room and a broom with him? Is that what I should be doing as a mother? Would that make me a better mother if I was focusing on the story for the 1800th time that I've watched room on a broom? Because that's the same thing that I watched with Donnie and Margot when they were going to sleep and I know it inside. I could recite Room on the Broom. I could recite any Julia Donaldson book. I might try and do that one day as a test. Anyway, that was the, that was why I said don't check Instagram when they're sitting with me in my list because I do feel quite bad. Um, But don't look at one girl's Instagram for 45 minutes at night. At, At night is the crucial bit of that sentence. Last night I was trying to be good and not stop watching something at 10 p.m. and then read. And I did stop watching something at 10 p.m. But then I thought, I'll just, I'll just check something. 
an hour and a half later, I'm just staring at the ceiling and anxious because I've looked at this guy's Instagram for a long time. Basically, I had my first audition this week in a long time. And that's what I meant when I was saying, um, you know, things for myself, that are little breakthroughs. And it was a big deal for me to have an audition, mainly because the baby's seven weeks old. I don't feel ready to work at all, but it's a job that I would love to do. So I didn't want to miss out on that opportunity. It'd be a completely different change in my direction, uh, my career direction. And I just thought I should give myself that chance because in this shitty industry, very few things come up like this. So I thought I got to do it. So I, um, I got, I, you know, I made my mum come with me. She wore the baby the entire time and we just hoped and prayed that he wouldn't wake up in this interim period. It was a, it was going to be a little bit of a long audition. She would have to walk around the area. Annoyingly, the audition was outside. I, I won't go into what it was obviously, but it was an outside audition, <laughs> which is very weird. And my mum very expertly knew how to soothe him and just walked around for, for a while. But getting in the taxi there was, a, you know, really difficult. And the entire time of doing the audition, I was just so, so hyper aware that I wasn't with the baby. I could feel my boobs just wondering where he was. It was an, it was, it, it, and I think I did okay, but at the same time I wasn't there. I wasn't present. And I don't know if it was the right thing to do, but I had to put myself in the ring. Anyway, it's, it's, it's made me have a little bit of anxiety about my career thinking, you know, just being reminded of what it's like to do that kind of thing and getting a little taste of it again and thinking, oh, I, I do miss doing some stuff. And I have been so home based for a while now. I just, you know, I like having little thoughts and feelings about doing some stuff. And, um, so that's how I got into the Instagram hole of looking at this girl's Instagram for a long time, looking at her career and how well she's doing, how many friends she has. She has so many friends. Like she goes on holiday with like 30 friends. That's a lot of friends. 30. I don't, I don't have 30 friends. I don't even have 10. God. So yeah, I was looking at her, her beach shots and everything. And obviously this, she doesn't have ch children, this woman. Um, and that's the main difference between me and her. And she just is nothing like me at all. Like she's literally the, I think I've got this knack for finding the opposite person to me right before I go to bed on Instagram and then falling into that insecurity hole thinking that's, that's who I could be. Are they, is that how, how to do life? And I'm not doing it like that. But then I, I wake up and I'm fine. It's just that, that window between 10 and 11 PM, the danger zone where you can get sucked into looking at other people's lives and thinking, are they doing it so much better? Do they know how to just be with 30 friends on a beach? Anyway, I'm not jealous. I'm not jealous. And I probably won't get the job and that's okay. It's just good for me to be forced out of my comfort zone. And I'm glad I did it. And it feels like a little mini achievement that I managed to get us out of the house and the baby didn't cry. And I fed him in the car before we went home. And it was all the box ticks, all the box tick, ticked, all, I ticked all the boxes of like, you know, what I should do as a mother that day. And I also did some stuff for me and that felt really good. Other stuff I've done for me this week was go for a run. And that is a huge achievement. And it's not a proper run. I went with Donny Amargo. I, I'm, I'm trying to get us to run around the block every day. 
just for fitness because I really want them to be fit kids because I don't know I just think it's if you can train your kids early on to enjoy exercise then they'll be a lot happier as adults because they'll enjoy it and won't see it as a chore and just live healthier happier lives um, and I'm only saying that from a point of view of being probably incredibly unfit and just worrying that my kids sit in front of the TV too much. So that's why we're doing it. It's not because I want to lose weight or anything. It's just, I just want us to be healthy and happy. Um, so we've been going around the block every night. We've done it three times and then we didn't do it last night because uh, my mum wasn't around. So there was no one to look after Becca. Um, and it's been so nice. It's I mean, it's maximum 15 minutes of us actually being outside, but it's transformed my mood and it makes me feel really annoyed that most of the times that I've, you know, I really can feel a lot better by just doing five minutes of jumping on the spot. And it's like, sometimes you don't want to jump on the spot. You, you want to do anything but jump on the spot, but actually just doing that does make me feel so much better. So that's good. And my pelvic floor is great, which is what I wanted to test um, before Alfie gets back. Haha. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so I think my pelvic floor is, is good, which is exciting. I didn't try the, the, uh, the hardcore Kegel balls. I just couldn't do it. I bought some, um, and I, I they just, they scare me just looking at, so I don't want to put them inside me. If you have any tips on how to use Kegel balls and just not, who isn't scared that they're just going to disappear up there? And then have to go to a GP and get them fished out. I don't want to do that. Just don't understand them. And I know I could read the instructions, but I'm not somebody who reads instructions for anything. I'm a visual person and I don't want to see someone show me how to put in Kegel balls. So it's just not going to happen. Um, so yeah, my pelvic floor is good. That feels like an achievement. And then what was the other thing that I did that was an achievement this week? Sorry, I'm not just boasting during this podcast. I, I, there's a lot of shit as well, but these are three good things. Run, audition, and dun, dun, dun. I managed to go to the dental hygienist. Wow. What a, what a success, you know? I, what, what lots of you may know if you've had children and, or if you're pregnant is that a pregnancy makes your gums very sensitive. Another little mother nature's Mother Nature's being a a bit of a bitch here. Um, you just get very sensitive gums, so sensitive actually that you want to just die when you're having a dental hygienist appointment. And I have a dental hygienist who is quite rough. She's she really is not a tender hygienist. If and I have had a couple of tender ones, but we've moved, so we have to go back to the rough one. And she <laughs> she just takes no prisoners with your gums. And I did say, I've just had a baby, so my gums are a bit sensitive. And she was like, then why are you here? And I was like, because I've got an audition. I just want them to not like be stained with the 18 cups of coffee I have to drink a day to just like survive. So please, can you just try and help me? Um, and she did, but I'm still in agony. And it's like four days later, four days, two days, two days later, I'm, I'm still in agony, but my teeth look great. So you win and you lose. So that, but just doing something like that just for my vanity feels like a little bit of a, a rebellious thing right now. The next thing I want to do, which is just seems like a distant memory, is get my nails done. 
Whereas Alfie likes to say, get my nails did. I don't know why he does that. It's not funny, but he's listening to this because he's editing it. So haha. Hi. Um, Alfie is back, by the way. That's like huge, huge news. And again, feels like the end of a, the first chapter of this newborn uh, intelligence test. I think, think the first eight weeks are an intelligence test. So he'll be arriving back the night before, te- um, sorry, I keep forgetting his name. Becca is eight weeks and he left when Becca was, uh, he left. It makes it sound way more dramatic, but he did leave. Yeah, that's fact. He left um, uh, when Becca was, oh God, eight plus six, 14. So two weeks old, exactly. Two weeks and one day old, he left. So he, he's, he's missed a, he doesn't, he's not going to recognize the, the baby. Let's be frank. But it is exciting for him to have a father. I'm excited about that. Becca will finally meet his daddy. <laughs> and life will kind of, I don't know, it will change a lot when, when Alfie comes back. Because my mum has been, I mean, there's not a word to describe the angel godsend that she is. I mean, if she hadn't have been around for these first seven weeks, I would, I wouldn't, I would be fucked. I would be fucked. There was just no alternative. I, you know, that saying about, you know, it takes a village to raise a baby. It really does, but not really a village in my case, just my mom and my sister when she's not partying. Um, no, she doesn't party, but she, she, she does party a little bit. Um, so my mom has been just vital. My mom's put them to bed every night. She's slept with them. She's got up with them. She's taken them to school. She's picked them up from school. She's helped me with dinner, bedtime, bath time, laundry, um, admin. She's also helped me try and sort out my flat because it needs a lot of sorting out. And to be honest, I thought we would sort out a lot more. I kind of thought that with Alfie away, and this sounds very old fashioned and um, anti-feminist, but I thought that with him away, I would be able to sort out the house and make it all clean and tidy and lovely and like make it a really nice place for him to come back to and have him love the the scenery of the flat so much that he never wants to leave again. But that hasn't, I haven't succeeded in that. It's the same as he left with a couple of more shelves, which he's going to be annoyed about because I do have this tendency to put up shelves that do absolutely nothing and actually can't even hold anything. So they're not even useful. They're just holes in the wall and planks of quite unattractive wood. But that's all I've done really since he's been away. And that shows, that's proven to me once more how you forget what it's like to have a newborn once you've had a newborn, because you just can't do anything else apart from be a mother to this tiny little thing that needs you the entire time and needs your boobs or to be fed the entire time. So having said that, he's been very good during this podcast, which is, makes me scared. That's the other thing. You get so scared the entire time. I spent the last seven weeks being just terrified every day. And then with the hospital visit, just now, whenever he sleeps, I think, is that okay? Is that okay? Should I let him sleep? But of course you should let them sleep. But I'm not very good at that. But today I'm letting them sleep. And also they make you keep the baby warm. They're very cautious of you keeping the baby warm or the baby getting too hot. And I've lost all bearings on what is cold and hot now with children. I constantly think they either are, I think they have a temperature the entire time. And so I'm very cautious of them getting overheated. So I like to basically not dress them. (laughs) 
I like to just not put clothes on them apart from nappies. That, that's how I'm parent. Just because I'm so scared of them getting a temperature, I prefer them to be very cold. And we are watching the Wim Hof method on BBC. And if you don't know what, what the Wim Hof method is, Wim Hof is a man. Cool name. He's a cold therapy guru. And he's got a program right now on BBC teaching celebrities to handle the cold and not be afraid of the cold and confront their trauma by getting into an ice bath and crying for a long time. It's very good. And we're watching it with my mom and the kids every, like what it's only on every Tuesday, annoyingly. They know it's that good. They can just have it on every Tuesday. Anyway, so I, I, I'm watching Becca sleep right now and he looks very calm. He looks very happy. He's not yellow. He's lost his jaundice but he has socks on and is clothed. And that makes me anxious. He shouldn't have socks on and he should be, he shouldn't be warm and comfortable just in case he gets a temperature. I know it's fucked up. So I, don't worry. He's, he's happy. And I, I just, I need to learn to let them just be comfortable, I think. So, and not to worry so much about absolutely everything, but it is impossible. So yeah, my ambition of cleaning the house and making it perfect it shows how deluded I was. I just completely forgot that I will be able to do anything else. And you have to give in to that. And if you don't, you're going to be, you're just going to be upset either way. So I am slowly giving in. I thought it was quite sweet that on my way to the audition, my first outing, really proper outing for longer than 45 minutes, her, the taxi driver had on the back of his car seat, a flyer for his magician skills so magician for hire cool da, 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 da. I just loved that and he was really jolly as well I guess because he was effectively in an audition too with us in the back seat he wanted us to hire him for his parties for our parties not that we have any parties um and then on the way back I had another taxi driver who ate an entire pack of jam tarts so you know they're like the little Bake, not proper jam tarts. You know, the little jam tart that also there's orange ones that are disgusting, but you can get jam tarts. They're the thing of my childhood. He ate eight. He ate eight, eight or six. He ate a lot. And then he had four multi-packs of fruit Mentos for his dessert after the jam tarts. Just two little quirky taxi drivers. Never really have them anymore. I liked that. So... I really thought I'd be done by now. I thought they'd be waking up, but now I have to continue speaking. So what am I going to talk about? Um, oh yeah, hope more. I'm going to hope more. I'm just going to try and relax into this new phase. So he's, once, everybody says the first eight weeks are hell and then it gets easier. I don't think that's true. I think it's all hell with, with amazing bits for a good 12 weeks. And then it starts to get easier. And also, when are they not newborn? I think after 12 weeks, they're not newborn. I don't know. In the hospital, he got weighed and he's now, well, in the hospital last week, he was eight, six, eight pounds, six. So he's now probably over nine, maybe nine and a half, which is just amazing. To think that women have babies that size is incredible to me. Just absolutely incredible. So well done if you've had a baby over nine pounds. That is that isn't, that's an achievement. I, um, I'm going to go now because 
I'm worried about his socks genuinely and he's take his socks off. But I am very grateful for you to listen to this again. Oh, that's what I was going to say. I'm just escaping, but I was going to say, thank you for your messages about co-sleeping and the giant cot idea, my invention. Turns out I didn't invent it. It is a thing. There is a giant side cot by Chico, which just looks like a normal newborn side cot, but just giant. I don't like it. I don't like the look of it. So I didn't get that. I managed to turn our snuzz cot, which just used to just make me feel angry every time I looked at it because 10 never, ever, ever slept in it properly. And it cost 500 pounds. We managed to get the side off, one of the sides off to make a giant, sorry, I just thought that was 10 crying downstairs. He's asleep. To make a giant side cot. And that's attached to our giant cage of a king size bed with a cage. So I'm going to Instagram that when I promote this podcast. And you can all tell me how amazing that is, please. And you can do the same if you would, if you just know that your child is not going to sleep on their own for a long time. This is a great way to get some sleep on your own in your bed. And so he, he has, I'm not sleeping with him at the moment. My mum is. And um, she's managed to train him to stay in the cot for the first, actually he stayed in the cot all night last night. And she's put a, like a, anyway, she, he for the first couple of nights he did kind of, navigate his, himself back to my mum during the night, but he's managed to stay in there for longer than he ever has. I think it's because he knows that she's near and um, we've managed to make a game of it, like say, oh, is this Ten's bed? Is this Ten's bed? And put cuddly toys around him, even though you're not meant to have anything in the cot, I know, but I think he's old enough now to be allowed little toys. So it's just amazing. It feels like such a a great thing to have achieved before Alfie gets back and has to sleep with 10 again and get no sleep. I think he will get sleep now. And um, yeah, it just feels it just feels uh, like a new phase of 10, which is great. So I will show you photos of that. The health visitor was meant to turn up this morning, which is why I've had time to do this podcast. She didn't show up. She just didn't show up, which is, I actually am quite glad because I find those visits really boring. Sorry. Anyway, I'm really glad. And I know they're very important and they're very helpful. And if you're a health visitor listening, you'll do great. You're great. I just, I, I'm, it's not, I, anyway, I just stopped talking now. Thank you very much for listening. And I will be back very soon.